I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Longer I've been, the more it looks like hell to me. Nobody helping me. They live so selfishly. They don't look well to me. You speak but seldomly. Tell them me you're lost in time. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Becky Dean. I would like to thank the Thrasher family for their kind donation, uh, getting us on the air and keeping us on the air. Um, today, I will be the host of the show. Matt, I don't know what he's doing. He's somewhere else. But uh, I have a special guest with us today, um, Ashley McBride. If you folks are loyal listeners to ACN, you will hear her every Friday at 3 p.m., and um, so, it'll, it, you know, we kind of like to do these crossover shows because we're friends with some of the other people here. But I always thought it would be cool to get Ashley on our show. You know, we're two Christian women that really haven't always lived the Christian life. Um, but pretty excited to have Ashley here. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her story. Um, first, if you I'm going to give our social media shout outs i guess if you want to find us on facebook we are at be vigilant and if you want to find us on telegram and twitter be vigilant 11 you can find us on gab um don't look for me on gab i'm very rarely on there <laughs> that's how i feel i say gab every time i have a show and i'm like when was the last time i posted one of my shows on gab i know <laughs> matt does more of the gab stuff and he is a be vigilant with matt on gab and then we're on Instagram, and I always mess those up. I think mine is Are You Recovery, uh, and there's a couple underscores in there, and <laughs> Be Vigilant Podcast, and Matt's is something. Well, yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's I one of those. Randomly search it a couple of times. You might yeah. stumble upon it. Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys do way more of the social medias than I do. Well, right? I was told that I had to if I want uh, to get the show on the road, and because yeah. we weren't even on social media, I had gone off Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, when we started, when we ran for mayor, when Matt ran for mayor and I ran for city council in Millwood, they're like, "You need to have a social media presence." I was like, "Fine, Instagram." Yep. And I just posted a couple pictures and. I guess it blew yeah. up from there, so. <laughs> I tried doing, I think, I don't know how many years ago, I did, like, some kind of blog or whatever, and I had to do a whole bunch of social media stuff for that, and that just, like, ruined it for me. Uh -huh. I just have it where I post it, I post my show on Podbean, and mm -hmm. it just automatically posts it on a whole bunch of other stuff, mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, I do almost, other than announcing it at the end of my shows, I do literally no, uh marketing for <laughs> my <laughs> social media pages I'm just like it's on there it's on there if you, you want to find yeah, it go ahead free. check it out i mean sometimes i post funny antidotes i guess yeah That's or you know things to try and get people thinking or make people mad with however you want to look at yeah. it yeah so go but. to becky's facebook or social media stuff so you can see her funny antidotes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um you have where where you just where do you where can they find your shows other than ACN? No, oh, uh, you can find Emancipation Propaganda 
on Podbean, Gab, and <laughs> Facebook, and Spotify. Yes, Spotify. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So, Ashley, why don't you tell us about your life? Tell us, you know, from where you want to start in your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think when I think about, you know, the pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment in my life when my road really started veering away from God, uh, it was when my parents got divorced. And, mm. you know, I'm not at all trying to be a child of divorce, shaming people who have gotten right. in, gotten divorces. That's not my point in pointing that out. Mm-hmm. It's just that's where, for me, when I started walking away from the Lord and walking more in the world, that's where pretty much all of my downfall began. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an extremely angry child. And, you know, as I've said before, like pretty much every single terrible decision that I made from then on out was fueled by that anger. Um, you know, I was angry at myself. I was angry at my parents. I was just angry at everything that I possibly could come up with. And, um, I don't think, you know, at that time I had walked away from church, stopped going to church. It was due to a church wound. Um, Mm. and just, you know, I was young and naive and just wrote off all churches based on this one, you know, thing that I had one conclusion I had drawn about this one church. Um, and so, you know, my church influence was gone. I didn't really, you know, I had pushed my dad away like crazy. It wasn't due to anything that he had ever done, mm-hmm. but, you know, just my own being young and angry. Um, and so, you know, my father figure was not really present due to my own efforts. Mm-hmm. And um, my only real influence growing up was someone who is extremely in the world and is just very, you know, um, very liberal. I feel very safe saying that on your show. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, yep. very liberal. And so I grew up in gay bars and I grew up protesting for abortion disguised as women's rights. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, you know, going to pride parades and all that other stuff and drag shows and everything. Like most of my teens were spent in this atmosphere. Um, and so I ended up turning to drugs and to smoking and to sex and all that other stuff to try. And honestly, all of it was to try and just like numb mm-hmm. that anger that I was feeling. I, yep. you know, for that period of time that I was high, I didn't have to care about what was going on in my life. Yep. And, um, that lasted for several, several years where I just lived in the world did whatever I wanted. I didn't care about anybody else about but myself. And then uh, I went to college, and that was really when my life turned around in, like, it was through probably the hardest year of my life. I was, like, right after I got to college, I was raped. And then a couple months after that, I met a guy who I thought was going to be great, you know, he seemed really sweet and he just, I ended up, ended up being a really abusive relationship. Hmm. And that year broke me so much that I started going back to church and Hmm. I wasn't going back to church like, uh, regularly, Mm -hmm. you know, but there was a place that my sister had liked and it was a really, it wasn't a really like 
I, it's, it wasn't really a devout Christian church. It was really like, like rainbows and bubblegum yeah, church. Yeah. It was a really good entry level church. Uh, <laughs> that way. And I'm not trying to like hate on churches, of course, because this is exactly what I needed at the time. You yeah. know, like I, yeah. I was grew up liberal. And so if you right. threw me into a church that was going to like follow the Bible to the T on everything, I would have walked away. Cause I mm-hmm. still at the time believe that, you know, that gay marriage was okay and mm-hmm. all this other stuff, you know, that abortion was okay. Reproductive rights. Yes, I still <laughs> believed in all of that stuff. So if I went to one, any other kind of church, then I probably would have walked away all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but slowly, over the next couple of years, God put influences in my life to draw me nearer to him and to teach me more about uh, the fault in my ways and to teach me more about how it was that he wanted me to walk and in I was so due on December twentieth, two thousand twenty. I don't think or December twenty seventh. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever. I say that I don't think I'll ever forget that date. And then I just almost got it wrong. <laughs> but it there's was, a lot of twenties. Yeah, so it's all it right. December twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. I got baptized. Um, I just you know I wanted to make that decision for myself to follow <laughs> in the way that God was calling me to, and to just you know, and I. I had prayed a lot about it in the upcoming month or the months prior. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you hear it so often, like, here I am, Lord, like, send me. Yep. And I didn't want to lie to God. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I, I wanted to say that so badly, but I didn't know that I could honestly say that. Right. So you was, didn't want to say it and not mean it. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to actually make sure that if I was going to say to the king of the universe, right. like, here I am, Lord, send me, that I actually meant it. Right. And knew what those words meant and understood the weight behind what I was saying. Yeah. And when I stepped out of the tub and went back into the room, you know, to change out of my wet clothes and right. everything, and I sat there and I was just like, yeah. I was like, I'm done with the world. I'm done with the depression that mm-hmm. my life has just like left me sunk in. I'm done with like the anxiety. I'm done with everything of my old life, mm-hmm. you know. And by then, I had already like changed a lot of what I was doing. You know, I wasn't doing drugs anymore, and I wasn't like all this other stuff. But I said that, and from that point on, from the point when I said, "Here I am, Lord, send me," like nothing in my life over the last what is it we're coming up on two three years coming Uh up on three years nothing from my life over the last three years is the same from that point like i was still i was already kind of walking away from my ways in the world and stuff but even at that point when i was an actual like consistent goer to church and i wasn't like going to gay bars anymore Uh and i wasn't you know at pride parades or and i didn't believe in abortion anymore like all that other stuff like all god had already taken care of all of that stuff but just how much deeper and everything that he you know i was like lord like let your will be done on my life you know here i am send me and the things that he has done with my life like there is literally the only thing that's the same is that i drive the same car right that's literally (laughs) it i have a different job I'm no longer in the same relationship that I was in before. I have moved. I am, uh, I've, yeah, I have, I now have, I have moved, moved jobs twice. Mm-hmm. And the one that I'm in now is a part, like, it's one of those jobs where, like, no part of my job description says ministry. Right. But it 100%, but whole, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I wanted to ask you, like, 
tell me about your cool job because <laughs> I know you have a cool job. And then Matt got to see you at your job mm-hmm. and he was like, man, she has a cool job. I She's lucky. Really cool job. I can't, I haven't gotten it. I'm working on getting it approved to, uh, my, my, the company that I work for is very particular about their, um, their brand. Yeah. And so I'm working on getting it approved. I've, I've talked to them. I'm like, Hey, like I share redemption stories sometimes on my show, like, and this mm-hmm. is really fitting. And so I can't really say what company I work for, mm-hmm. but, um, it's really great. Cause I get to work with ladies who are in recovery mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've, my, my job is maintenance, mm-hmm. but I also get to work alongside a lot of the gals that come in and I get to see them from the point when they first walk through the door and just to see like the work that God is doing in their lives. And it's just the most incredible thing because it's like for you and I, you know, like we've been there and we mm-hmm. get it. Like we understand like the pain and the, you know, we like God equips you. He, he turns all of the terrible things that you've done and all the terrible things that have happened to you into a testimony for other people Mm -hmm. and so it's just like i am it's kind of funny because before you know like i was working in the steel industry i was i used to be a welder and i worked which is also cool it was cool (laughs) and i love welding don't get me wrong i love welding uh this is the steel industry by the time i was done in the steel industry i was just like lord like this is i can't keep (laughs) i can't keep being here you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's i know this is not where you want me uh to be long term i was like but it was one of those things where i was just like i don't have a way i don't know what else i my whole job my resume says welding i don't have anything other (laughs) than this i need you to provide a way for me to get out of here and he did praise god Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one of those things where even if you don't see away like his plans are not your plans and his thoughts are greater than your thoughts Mm -hmm. and uh it's just amazing you know going from being like welder doing cocaine on the weekend and like all Mm -hmm. this other stuff to you know working in ministry and uh being able to just like relate to i would say that whole welder thing because you know i went from working with all men in this like crazy not you know super worldly atmosphere Mm -hmm. so uh, now um, you know, I work with all women. <laughs> so that was a learning experience. I'm just like, I honestly had a conversation with my boss and I was like, I want to like, I want to socialize with you guys. I, it's just such an unfamiliar territory. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I was telling her, or but it's like, you know, now working with all women and getting to be able to sew into their lives with the, you know, lived experience that I have and the grace that God has done in my life. And it's just, it's so crazy because like you get, you see pieces of yourself in them Mm -hmm. and you, you know, like I'll tell them like, Hey, like I relate to you like this. I'm not, I don't share my story very often. Mm -hmm. I'll tell them, but every once in a while, like they look at you, like they don't believe you, right. There's hope, you know, they don't believe you. And I'm just like, look, like I'm living (laughs) proof that God is able to save you from this. I'm living proof that God is able to take you. And this is like speaking to anybody who still has family members or friends or loved ones or whatever knows anybody who's still lost in the world. Like no one is beyond the reach of God. No one is ever too far gone. Like no one is ever beyond hope. Like he is able to save. He is mighty to save. And he is like, just keep praying for them. Just mm-hmm. keep them in your prayers because he's fighting for them. And 
Like, there will come a day. I just, I pray over everybody that is in your life that's not walking over the, or with the Lord. And I'm praying over everybody in my life who's not walking mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, that there will come a day when they will just see that there is so much greater joy and peace in walking with God. You know, it's just, I mean, yeah. When you think you think you're having fun when you're sitting there like getting high with your friends and yeah. all this other stuff and getting <laughs> drunk and you know drinking all day every day, you think you're having fun, but it's like there's so much more waiting on the other side of that. And so I think yeah, you're just yeah. actually you're just suppressing, you know, yes. and and it's um, you know, speaking from experience, you're just prolonging the inevitable. Like your mask, you're put a band putting a yeah. bandaid on yep. your hurts, mm-hmm. and uh, the only way, honestly, and this is coming from our the, our recovery program, the only way you're going to get out of that is through God, yeah. is through that relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think for you and I, it's cool because we can be a walking testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, I still. The Bible tells us not to look like the world, but unfortunately I've done things to myself where I still look <laughs> like the world. Like I'm not going to scrub off my tattoos or anything, yeah. but, um, and I still have holes in my face. I just don't have rings in them anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but I think in, in some ways, you know, like we have, you have stretched ears. I gauges, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I have little ones that keep falling out cause they're too small. I'm trying <laughs> Because I stretched them a little too big that they'll never go back to normal. But but I think little things like that will kind of draw people to us. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to say that God was like, I want you to get tattoos so that later on I can use those. (laughs) Absolutely not. But but Romans 828 says that God will use everything for good. Uh And I think that in our case, he's using our bad and stupid mistakes yeah. For good to draw ladies closer to him because mm-hmm. they see that it's possible through us. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a huge thing for me as a, a welder, you know, like coming out of the steel industry. And I just didn't fit in. I didn't think I fit in mm-hmm. with I mean, I think That's honestly one of the lies of the enemy. Oh, I yeah. didn't think that I fit in with any of the women at church it was always that was like a real I still blocker don't. yeah it was a real blocker <laughs> for me was I was like I don't look like you guys I don't like I don't think like you guys you know mm-hmm. I have a lot of you know I grew up in the shop and I work with men and so like I don't you know and I'm just like I it was a real hard connection point and mm-hmm. but I think all of that changed when I was able to see other Christians um who are still like, you know, God makes us all like authentically unique and mm-hmm. he does that for a reason because like our uniqueness is uniqueness is going to be able to speak to somebody else's mm-hmm. uniqueness, you know? And it's like what, what one woman who looks like pristine and beautiful and has never like, you know, done anything wrong in her life. Like she's going to be able to lead other women by example, mm-hmm. but like you and I are going to be able to speak to the fact that, Hey, like there's grace for you when you do fall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Redemption there. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. And I actually, um, when we, I'm not trying to make this about me now, but when we <laughs> started going to the church we go to now, it's pretty buttoned up Baptist church, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I didn't know we weren't, 
mean, there's no rules on wearing tank tops, but uh, in the summer I was like, why am I the only one wearing a tank top? It's a hundred degrees. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe they just don't like yeah. it's an unwritten rule. Mm -hmm. And then, but when I first walked in there, I had dreadlocks, I had tattoos and nobody said a word to me about it. And I was like, this is great. I fully expected at least a side eye. Yeah. Come to find out later one of my friends now was like, oh, yeah, when you first walked in, I was like, oh, we dress like that now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least she told me. Yeah, then she, she gave me a you. chance. She came to you. And yeah. She came to you with the grace of God yeah. and loved on you yep. even when you were unaware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. I mean, you know, you can you make choices. You live with the consequence. I mean, I didn't yeah, have to live with the cons yeah. consequences of dreadlocks. Matter of fact, I put them back in all the time. I just had some in last week, and then I took them out. But anyways, <laughs> you know, I think it's a it's a testimony to see somebody that looks like the world but doesn't live in like the world. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the whole, like, looking like the world thing, I mean, there's a lot of, like, crazy movements that are very outwardly i think the whole mm -hmm. like, today would be like don't look like the world in that like hey like i'm a female i'm not gonna dress like a man right you know hey i'm not for the free the boob moment or mm -hmm. movement you mm -hmm. know like i'm not walking around with my boobies f everywhere like, right I, yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's just like you you're not you're not acting like the world you're not you know like following along with all of those trends that are of the world today yeah the biggest like that, one i know? see a lot especially for women is the love yourself that is so pride that's yeah like just, that's pride like wrapped in a beautiful bow yeah just, you need to love like, yourself you need to take time for yourself you need God, to send your kids to a babysitter and so go to the spa tough. for the weekend and like i saw back when i still went to target sorry they got way too woke for me i can't even walk in there anymore without getting angry but <laughs> one of the last times i was in there they found a mug that said more self-love and i'm like no no the bible teaches the exact opposite, opposite. of that mm -hmm. you're supposed to love everyone else before yourself and then that, that doesn't say don't take care of yourself of shower bathe if you want to put on some makeup and do your hair do that but don't do it at the expense of family and God. Yeah. Yep. More self-love is wrong. It's wrong ideology. And it's the devil mm -hmm. putting these fleshly lies into your head and using woke corporations mm -hmm. and media to shove it down your face. Yep. I actually did a show on pride last week and it was, uh, it was, in oh, inspired that's what we're looking for inspired mm -hmm. by this book called the truth about us by brant hansen he's actually the voice on air oh i'm totally gonna butcher this it's a bigger christian radio. air one no i don't think it's air one way mm -hmm. fm that's what it is way, it's way fm i don't know if it's, i've heard of that everybody should hmm. read that book but it's okay. basically about it's super hilarious uh -huh. oh my gosh it is so funny <laughs> but um but it is also incredibly humbling and it talks about pride and mm -hmm. how it's so blinding and, but how like we as people want to say that we're so humble and mm. all this other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, we all think that we're so humble, but we also secretly all think that we're better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hilarious. I highly recommend everybody go and read it, but what's um, it called again? The truth about us okay. by Brant Hansen. Okay. It's a good one. Interesting. I, it's like the audio it's a really small book too the audiobook was like four and a half hours long oh so it's really it's not could that. even keep my interest yes 
<coughs> Excuse me. So um, I just had a thought, and then it left. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's okay. Let so, me see. <laughs> Go ahead. Were you gonna oh, no, say I was going to say, I thought you, you've got some yeah. things. Well, I think jotted. maybe we kind Did of we covered. Get through all so one of the questions I was going to ask, which I think you already touched on, was your change wasn't an immediate 180. No. You weren't like, God, here I am. And he's like, okay. And life was perfect. Snapped his fingers. And all of a sudden I was completely different. No, right. That was, I was as much as I would love to say that like Jesus appeared in my living room and all of a sudden <laughs> from then on out, like my whole life was radically changed. That's not at all how that happened. Like mm -hmm. God, I was, I was a very stubborn person and God had patience with my hardened heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, he just, like I said, he just planted influences in my life to slowly, you know, teach me the ways of how, what it means to be a Christian. And I mean, what it means to really be a Christian, not right. just like go to church every weekend right. and check the box, like right. what it really means to be a Christian, how you're supposed to walk, like the things that we're supposed to stand for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like in that time, God blessed me with amazing opportunities. You know, I, at my last church, I was able to lead a turning point faith chapter mm -hmm. and do some public speaking. And I got super involved with the church and everything. And so that was all of those things though, slowly shaped me into who I am today. Mm -hmm. you know, like it was every time I stepped into a new opportunity. I mean, <laughs> leading that turning point, there's nothing on my resume that screams leadership. You know, I said this <laughs> during my interview for this job that I have now, like there's nothing about my job that like, or about my resume that says leadership, but like God continually called me into things that were to shape me into who he was, um, making, you know, calling me to be who he mm -hmm. was shaping me into being. And, creating or taking all of the stuff that I did before and just like building a whole testimony out of that, which would fuel what, you know, I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, that's just how God works is he takes all of this stuff, your whole life experiences, the good and the bad, and just like creates this whole testimony for him and his glory and what he's able to do. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and when I saw you, I mean, I had met you before, but we were at one of these rallies downtown and you got up with Gavin Spies. I still yeah. think his last name is Spies. He's just <laughs> lying to us. And you stood up and you were speaking in front of everybody. It looked na totally natural. Like I, you'd been doing that no, your entire life. My legs were shaking. <laughs> I was so nervous. That's Even, funny. I talked about this. Uh, so before I stepped away from radio, I took a little break from radio for a brief <laughs> period of time. In my last show I did, which you can find on Spotify, I openly admitted that I still get like crazy nervous. Oh, me too. Every show. Absolutely. We, we were just talking about it before this, you know, especially <laughs> like the ones you're doing with other people, they fly because you're having conversations. Yeah. You feed off each other. Yep. And but the ones when you're doing by yourself, like my hands get all clammy <laughs> and I like say a whole prayer through beforehand. I'm like, Lord, this is you. This is not me. Like mm -hmm. I'm giving the whole thing to you. And half of it is like, totally yeah giving it to him the other half of it is like a plea for help <laughs> yep totally all right well we're winding down here so ashley i just want to thank you for thank you. coming on here and telling your story um and you want to give your 
show again when when it airs in the name of it yeah it's on uh fridays at 3 p.m it's called emancipation propaganda and that's on american christian network yes all right folks thanks for tuning in today and remember be sober and be vigilant goodbye to the old me god made me a new